Welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast, the horror movie podcast that boils and ghouls and dead alike are screaming for. Don't be afraid to listen as Rick and the Creeps bore their way into your brains, slither down onto your arteries, into your still beating hearts. Hi, welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast. This is the podcast that talks about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. I'm Rick, and uh, today we're uh, joined by uh, Jake Poindexter is back in the house. How hey, you doing, hey, man? Hey, what's shaking, creeps? Um, him and I today are going to be talking about 1982's The Thing, directed by John Carpenter. Uh, let's do a quick synopsis before we jump into this thing. Uh, an American research team in Antarctica is hunted by a, shape, a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. man so uh the thing the thing the thing um who recommended this did i or did you i think we were trying to figure we out were, a movie what we were yeah we to were do. trying to figure it out and i think when you said the thing and i'm like you haven't done the thing yet yeah like, we haven't done the thing this yeah. is probably one of my top five horror movies of all time yeah and so it just it seemed it seemed fitting it's uh look it's john carpenter my favorite mm-hmm. director uh I hadn't seen it in a bit. I've seen it several times over the years. I hadn't seen it in a bit. And then I rewatched it for the episode and damn, like it's so, it's so good. Like, like music is good. The, the, the tone of it, the, the whole um, like isolation and, and paranoia and, you know, uh, it's just, and what's funny is that to me, I'm watching this going isolation paranoia huh what does that sound like oh it sounds like right now you know with yeah, everything that's going absolutely. on absolutely right and so um and not to mention i mean the practical effects we'll talk about yes but damn dude i i, I think i think rob botine did the practical effects on he this did. and I, wasn't he was he like a he was like a student of rick baker i i think i'm not sure i know he was young i know he was yeah. in his early 20s when 22 he did this movie. i think yeah. when he did this one he had uh i i think the story is rick baker was like his mentor and he had i had i think he went on kind of like on his own maybe for the howling which i know he had done the howling the howling before, right? which yeah. my with me at least i'm partial to the howling versus american werewolf in london because i know rick baker did the effects on that i love the werewolf look in the howling my favorite and then you know to do that at I think a Howling was what? Is that 80, 81? I'm not 81, sure. It's been maybe. a while since I've looked at the Howling. So you're 20, 21 years old to tackle yeah. this. And then 22 with the thing, which mm-hmm. uh, honestly, if anyone's out there who who thinks there are better practical effects than what's in the thing, then let me know because I, I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. These are amazing. And that's the thing about any movie from back in the 80s is does it hold up? You know, we did Hellraiser before. Do those yeah. effects hold up? Some of them do. A lot of them don't. Yes. But 
the practical effects in this movie are unsettling. It's when you are seeing something that's actually on the screen versus something that's, you know, computer generated, there's just, it, it hits your stomach. It gets you in the gut, like the, the juices and the mm. red and the blood <laughs> and, and all the stuff squirting off of this thing. Uh-huh. A lot of these, you know, a lot of the, 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 the thing as it's morphing into something else, it looks a little silly. But you still have that really visceral reaction because you know that that thing actually exists. That yeah. thing is in the world and the people are reacting to it. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I when watching this going, I'm like, I, I get into the head like, well, how did they do that? How was that effect done? Like the whole head into a spider. Dude, that still blows me yeah. away. I don't know how they did that. I, I'm sure there's probably some documentary or some some special edition footage somewhere that shows how it was done. But damn. Yep. I mean, that's for phenom- dude, a head that detaches and it turns into a spider and walks away. Yep. Like- and very recently, <laughs> very recently, um, an homage to that was done in the recent it movie that came out. You know, I that's think it right. was uh, chapter two, which kind of cha- sucked, yeah, actually. But yeah, it wasn't two, a big fan of sucked. It yeah. did suck, right? It like, had some well- tone problems like they were trying to be funny in certain places and it just that. The second one didn't work. But it didn't work for me. Like one was fantastic. Wonderful. And I was talking with Donovan, I think about this about a week or so ago, was when you try to, so you take like a cast of kids and then you try to go forward 20 years or whatever it was, and you have to find an actor to play them. Dude, I, thought, I, I felt they missed on a lot of them. Me I, personally. That's weird because now we're talking about a completely different movie now, but I, I thought that they actually, the, the you know, Jessica Chastain maybe doesn't look exactly like Beverly the kid did, but yeah. that whoever played uh, Eddie, was it? <sighs> I'm it trying was, to remember who played who. I, I'm looking oh, at those shit. adults and I'm like, I I actually thought that those you casting choices were fantastic. I didn't yeah. care so much for James McAvoy as as Bill. Um, yeah. But the the, the Bill side Hader guys, was decent. I like yeah, Bill Hader. Bill Hader I'm was cool. fantastic. Yeah, I'm cool I thought Bill he did Hader. a great job. And that's where the, the a lot of the comedy probably came from. Yeah. I, I It's but, hard with me because I've seen movies try to do that and it always never seems to work for me. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I... I like more of the kid aspect because it's more it's to me, it's scarier when you are when you're haunting or whatever, a kid versus an adult. Exactly. It has a different yeah. feel for me. And yeah. I think it just it was boring for me. It's OK. It's yeah. whatever. You know? that, you're right. I mean, the, the second one I didn't particularly like the first one I loved. I thought everything, yeah. the Pennywise. But we, we can talk about that. Yeah, one we another can talk about time. another time. So the thing here. Um, <clears throat> so this was based off of a short story. Called Who Goes There? Yes, and so I forget the author. And I, I meant to read too. the book too, and, and I, think I, I never was, got around to it. I think it was I forget the author's name as well, but I think they were like a a, a sci a, a, maybe a big sci fi writer for the time. And then it was adapted in 1951, uh, called The Thing from Another World. From what I hear, that adaptation was very different than the story. So when John Carpenter yeah. and I I don't know if this is true or not, but I think Toby Hooper was supposed to direct the thing i didn't know that yeah i think he had started developing the movie and then left and and then john carpenter took over so you know so but from what i hear is that his adaptation was a lot closer to the story than that 1951 movie and people that's what i heard too what i understand is and this is what i don't get with people is i heard people hated this movie 
that that's a huge thing that we should be talking about is right. how much this movie bombed. And, and that's one thing that there are so many different reasons and things to talk about is why this movie bombed when it came out. I read somewhere that um, one of the reviews called it instant trash or yes, something like that. I read that. that too. Yeah. And how people were leaving the theater. Um, it, it just came out and, and it, so much of it context is so much of a part of it. Like what was going on in the world in 1982 when this movie came out? Think if this movie came out in 76 or 75, yeah. it would have immediately been one of the great horror movies of all time. It just came out, what, two weeks after E.T. E. was released? Yeah. Um, and I think it came out the same day as Blade Runner. So you're, yeah, you're fighting. Another one, yeah, uh -huh. another one that failed when it, it came out. It too. did. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you're fighting. I think if we, people got so so taken taken back by the, the E.T. story and, and were consumed by E.T. and then the thing comes out. And I don't know, did they... Did they think it was going to be on the same lines? Or I mean, because E.T.'s a family. That's kind of yeah. a family movie, right? Absolutely. Thing is is so not it. Yeah. And so I I I don't know. Like, I guess for the time. It's got to be the time. I mean, what was going on in be. 1982? You know, we were watching <clears throat> the AIDS epidemic begin. So if you're watching a movie that's about, you know, an infection in a way when at the same time, like what's going on in the world is there's this new infection that they're trying to figure out. Nobody knows who's got it. You yeah. don't know if you can get it from handshakes. You don't know if you can get it from mm -hmm. kissing. You don't know exactly how it's, it, it can be. And maybe it was just hitting a little too close to home. It, it, it could have been man. It, because I mean, yeah, you, you know, back in 82, you don't know who has AIDS unless you do some sort of some sort of blood test, right? Yeah. Which and is, they, they I, were just I, developing the blood test too. It, exactly. So they didn't know, you know, it was right at the beginning of it. Which is fitting. Like if you think about it and I, and I'm sure John Carpenter, I, I, I don't think there was any message here. I'm sure he wasn't thinking of this, but if, if you do think about it, like with, with the thing, you know, in order to figure out who was the thing, who was a copy or an imitation of themselves, you know, when Kurt Russell or McCready's doing yeah. that test, yeah. the blood test, because, and then not knowing who has it, which was the thing in the yeah. 80s with AIDS. It's like, who had, you didn't know who had it. Yeah. You couldn't tell who had it. You and know? I don't know how much that really came into play for people. Like we're right now, we're probably just throwing spitballs at a wall trying to figure probably. out why did this movie not, you know, succeed when it came out? Because this movie is pretty universally loved now by horror fans it is it's everybody i know that loves horror movies it's in their top five at least their top 10 it is i've never i never any any anyone say that i've had conversations with whether it's in person or on instagram or whatever in the horror community no one has ever said one thing one bad thing about the thing yeah i've just never heard it you know, like, so it's just, it blows me away that something, you know, it's just like over time it became like this huge hit, like this cult, you know, this cult movie. And, and I just, yeah, it, it's just surprising, man. I mean, you know, it's got like a, and it's got a tight, very tight, you know, no fat on the story whatsoever. There's no larger implications for, you know, where did the aliens come from? Uh, you know, what's the plan? What are they, what are they doing next? It's yeah. just a remote location the people that are involved are in there you meet the characters it's just it's such a nice tight story and that's something i really appreciate in a film is that it doesn't have to worry about what's going on in the periphery. it's here we are yep. these are our characters these are the people involved yeah and 
It didn't take it's long. It's a great to get, movie. It, 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 you know, the, the thing is with some movies, it's like they take forever to get to it. And it's okay in certain movies. I'm yeah. fine with that exposition. They don't have to that, build a world. You, you don't. Know? This was immediate, man. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah, we get at, at oh, by the way, spoilers, everyone, you know, uh, if you haven't watched the thing, maybe. I guess turn it off, check it out, and come back. You know, um, I want to meet the guy who's watching, <laughs> who's never who's seen, listening to podcasts or watching videos about a movie that hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, if you're doing that, you have no plans of seeing it. You're just watching YouTube videos so that you can tell your friends you saw it. <laughs> I know, right? And and more than likely, they're talking about like the prequel that came out like ten years ago right. or something. Oh yeah, totally. So, what'd yeah. you think of that? Um, I have to give that another watch. So do I. I saw it during a tattoo session. So when I would go get my my many many uh, sittings uh, of on my for my sleeves, we would always my my tattoo artist is a huge horror fan. So we hit it off immediately. We'd always watch movies while I'm there because nice. I'd be there for ten hours. Yeah, nice and and that was on. But you're not you know you're getting needles and and it's just not. Yeah, I want to revisit it. Like one thing I will say about that one, which it was a prequel, right? Yeah, it yeah. was a prequel. Is that they did a better job in that film of um, giving you the idea that the one one criticism I would have of John Carpenter's is that when you see the way that the thing moves as it's you know changing and and doing things, it doesn't seem like a terribly hard thing to be able to run away from. True. So yeah, it's it moves slow and awkward, and so one thing one you know compliment i would give the cgi is that they did a better job of showing you in that one of how difficult it would be to get away from it so it, it oh. looks creepier that it's changing and it's changing yeah. fast and crawling toward a character and, and taking them in that way whereas mm. it kind of feels like in in this one that you could run away now that said where are you going to run to you're in antarctica that's so that's the thing with this movie right it, it's almost like from the start of the movie you get this feeling of just dread like no one's gonna survive this yeah like where are they going right there's nowhere to go and what are they studying by the way some science is they're like some sort of science i don't know if they ever get into it like the whole time we're seeing them they're just playing ping pong and playing chess and drinking (laughs) it was funny when carousel was playing uh chess um the, the voice was Adrian Barbeau. Was it? Yes. I didn't know that. She was uncredited. I'm like, that's hilarious. And I'm like, okay. And uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, they're always doing, doesn't seem to be doing anything, but I guess they're getting ready for winter. So when they're getting ready for winter, winter, do they not do as much as they would like the other seasons? That's the thing. I don't know. Maybe it was Saturday. Yeah. Maybe it took place maybe, on Saturday. It was Saturday. That's their day off, right? Yeah. But, but it immediately jumps in. Like, I mean, we get the alien ship. We don't know when this alien ship hits Earth. So, question on that. Yeah. So, the alien ship is wobbling as it hits Earth. So, do you think that... Well, actually, that question did get answered for me a little later. But do you think... And it's the same question I would have in Alien. Uh um, Are the occupants of the spaceship the aliens that that changed? The it, the thing? Or... Was oh. the thing that got out actually something that was being carried in the ship? And that's why oh, the ship was wobbling that there was you know, it, mayday, uh-huh. we're out of here. Uh-huh. Um, you know, same thing. Huh. So I was I wondering. No, it's not a question that probably is answered out there so somewhere. I, but do you think when it crashed, 
you're talking about this humongous ship, and we know that the 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 creature, the organism, the pair, whatever you want to call it, the thing is way off, not super far, but far enough to, that it's mm-hmm. somehow got what thrown out. What, is there a is there like a, a some sort of like button that you hit when you know like a like a pilot? Oh, yeah. I gotta you know it. I don't know, man. Who knows? I, I mean, and so, so that's that's one question I always kind of had. Hmm. Now it did get answered because uh, skip forward to the end when you see that it's actually been building a spaceship. I'm going to so get to that. I think I have an issue with yeah, that. That was that was kind of like she, what, he looks like he built a little mini <laughs> flying saucer out of some lawnmower parts. I'm right? Like that was the one thing. I, I mean. I'm like that's not happening because because his character what was what was what was Wilford that was uh, Doctor Blair. Blair yeah Doctor Blair we're all um, just gonna call him Wilford Brimley. yeah Wilford yeah. Wilford Br- is he still alive I don't think so <laughs> that dude without like Betty White went out last everyone are we gonna, uh, are we gonna be able to get through this without doing any diabetes jokes I know right I forgot about that oh my god um, yeah I just I I that, out of everything that I I, I love. I love the movie, like, but the one thing I was like, really, like, he 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 grabbed parts from like a helicopter and some like, what right. was what was the other thing he? Uh, it was like a, uh, I forget what it was. He, he was gra- it the forklift, not forklift the forklift thing or the backhoe, or, thing. yeah, whatever yeah. the hell that was. He took parts off, so he basically took parts off in the in the, at the same time he destroyed them, so they couldn't go anywhere. That's the yeah. impression I got, and somehow built. A smaller version of a UFO and that looked pretty good. And I was like, and he was only down there for what, a day? Maybe. <laughs> sure. Maybe he, you know, he can probably sprout as many arms as he needs to get anything done, right? Sure. But maybe the idea was he was creating, you know, some kind of a, maybe he's creating some kind of a casket that he can go in. Cause the other idea is that maybe it was just trying to go back to sleep. So and, that when the yeah. other. So or, when the rescue team comes, that it can. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or okay. Okay. Maybe like my biggest thing is, what's your power source, bro? Like, what what are you going to power the thing with? <laughs> are you trying to escape into space? Are you trying to escape to a more populated area? Maybe he was building a shell vessel and then was planning on heading back over to the other site to retrieve whatever power source they're using. Possibly. Am I thinking? too hard about this okay but but it was in in like a cave right how is it gonna fly up (laughs) it was underneath like 10 20 feet of snow and ice spaceship man i know that but yeah you're right like building the tiny little pod spaceship to get out was a little out there but it's one of those things it's totally forgivable like it There's, is. It is. It's only after a few of these that I start going, all right, I'm out. I'm outside the story. Yeah. Now. I'm not in it anymore. Well, this one didn't pull me out of the story. I'm like, oh, okay. What's that? Um, never yeah. Mind. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I'm fixating on this UFO when this alien can basically copy or imitate someone right. and do a pretty damn good job of right. it. Um, you know, and that's the thing, man. Do they know? They're a. Co- I don't think they know they're a copy or an imitation of themselves, right? I'm sure when I it never was thought ha- of that. Like I don't. I mean, it seems like the ones that are, they act normal or as normal as can be. Yeah. So they do have enough awareness to be able to not just look like the person they're imitating, but also somewhat act like the person. Like 
they also are able to talk to each other, you know, to the other humans. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're just meeting this person. It's like, you know, you yeah. know this person and you're, you know, casually speaking with them. So again, I, these I are all yeah. things we're just thinking too hard on. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder, like, I mean, obviously you have the memories, right? So if you could, you know, if, if you're to try to act n- normal, you know, to, to essentially blend in, I, I, you know, the memories are there. So you remember, I, I don't know, man, it's yeah. I, I'm I don't not know about sure. Like memories, but maybe, you know, you're pulling something out of the brain stem, some sort of consciousness I, I from wonder. the person enough yeah. to, you know, to act somewhat like a human being, but yeah, well, we know. So, okay. So Antarctica UFO crashes, we get this opening scene, you know, we have the Norway, the Norwegians in their helicopter, uh, hunt, uh, basically hunting down a husky and, and they are, they're taking shots at this thing to try to kill it. And at first we don't know why they, they end up over at the American. What is this? This is a, some sort of outpost scientific research, research facility. base. Yeah. I think they call it outpost 31 at 12, 12, it's a 12 man research crew. Um, and they land and they're ta- and they and terrible shots because they can't hit the damn dog, um, and they go to blow it up, and of course, party foul. Yeah, one of the what is one of these the grenades? I don't know, man. That's exactly blows. why I never trust a Norwegian <laughs> with a hand grenade when I'm around. I don't trust Norwegians and hand grenades. Um, and uh, so it blows up. It blows up the helicopter and it kills the guy, right? The yeah. one of the Norwegians, at least one of them. Yeah. Then the other one is speaking. What is the language of the Nor- Norwegian? Norwegian? I don't know. Is it? I, I'm not quite sure. Um, but they're speaking some other language. They're taking. Sh- they're taking shots, or he's taking shots at the dog. But it becomes this like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. And so the so the kind of captain of this research team i think that is who is that is that gary yeah gary you know breaks the window shoots the guy i love that old school like smash the window yeah, take yeah. a shot take a, like, sh- take you a gonna, shot you're in the cold bro like, <laughs> i know right and so they're like well what the hell and and so uh the the dog the husky's there uh, kind of chilling amongst them, but then uh, uh, McGreedy, which is Kurt Russell's character, and I don't remember is it is it C- Copper, Doctor Copper, Doctor. There's Doctor Copper, and I think him and and Kurt Russell go like, well, we got to figure out what what's the story here. Yeah, and like, like they somebody just, got shot. The Norwegian actually hit one of the guys. Hit one of the guys in the, in, the, in the leg. Yeah, and so they're like, well, what's you know? Because I think there's they there's some sort of dialogue that says, well, they just recently got there. They couldn't have gone. Like a couple of weeks earlier, they they couldn't have gone mad this quick. Yeah, and so they 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 fly over to because uh, McCready's the the pilot helicopter helicopter yeah. pilot. They head over there, and they the the basically this outpost is is I, I don't know, torched I guess for a better word. It's been on it's been set it's been set on fire. Yeah. Um, they go into one of the rooms, and it looks like someone had commit committed suicide. Everything with, is frozen yeah, over. Somebody frozen has, over, like he had his neck slit. Yeah, with like a straight razor. Um, then they go. I think they go down below, and this is where they see this this big block of ice that looks like it has a big you know chunk that some something was in there. Yeah, it looks like they had extracted something, something out of the yeah. ice, and then they go outside where the the um where the fire was and they see this 
it looks like a person kind of two heads are kind of morphed yeah. into some sort yeah. of burnt corpse. Something but it's, it looks yeah. vaguely somewhat human, but also very much not human. Oh, so. Yes. And they get that thing back and they dissect this thing. And I think this is when uh, Wilford Brimley's character comes in, which is Dr. Blair. And he does an autopsy and it, it has all the normal organs, yep, internal organs. Yeah. So it has all the, yeah. And, uh, and so they're, I, I, they're trying to understand what the hell's happening here, man. And then I think they fly back and isn't that this point I think where they, they did fly- retrieve some of the research materials and, yeah. and tried to like, I don't know if it was videotapes or binders and things like that. Um, I think it was I think there was, some video, I think yeah. there was some video foot and I, and I did read that I think John Carpenter was like a cameo and like that one of the oh, he was? one of the researchers on the 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 Norwegian team in the video footage is John Carpenter yeah um and so so yeah I mean and and so the, the at what point they go back and they and they cuz I think in the footage in the video footage they see this they see all of them standing around some yeah. circle. They've been marking out yeah. something with, you know, stakes or poles and they see them all standing around in that big circle. And so they yeah. know that they had found something out there. Yes. And then I think they fly back out. Yes. And I, and I, and I, I don't remember the, I know McCready was one. I think there was three of them. And then, uh, they go down, they basically see this, this humongous UFO. Um, I don't remember what they, they went inside. Didn't they, they go inside this thing? I know they go and see the, the hole, like that's off. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I think I, what I, what I remember most from that is they had established that the, that the ice around it, that they, it crashed at some point 100,000 years ago. How did they figure that out? It's just, uh, it just maybe sounded that's, good. They're, they're researchers in the, in the Arctic, Dave. And they, <laughs> yeah, they're they probably pulling ice samples like, you know, Dennis Quaid at the beginning of day after tomorrow. You know, they're probably so they pulling know. those things out, trying to figure out how long it, we have before global warming <laughs> kills everybody. Can you analyze ice that way? I think you can. Is that right? I, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I, mean, I think smart people who do that thing? can. Yeah, like, they, they pull ice samples and, you know, the further down you go, they, they can wow. date it and say, you know, this, the ice around this is, is this old, which is incredible stuff. That's pretty interesting. Okay. So a hundred thousand years, this thing crashed, landed, and it's been, whatever this thing is, is it's basically been hibernating. It's been, it's been frozen and, yeah. and the Norwegians thought it out. Thank you. Yeah. Norwegians. The, Nor- the Norwegians thought this out. And so uh, um, we know, we know that we'll eventually know, but what this thing, I keep saying the thing, but I don't know what else to call it. I, I, is it an organism of some sort? Is it an alien? I, I don't know. That's what they don't know. You know, they're looking yeah. at something that is it, obviously that thing was destroyed mid metamorphosis. So you can see like the two heads. They're looking at it. They know it's not human, although yeah. it looks vaguely human. Yeah. You know, Dr. Blair does the autopsy, which great story that, you know, uh, Wilford Brimley was actually the one doing it. And yeah. you can see all the other guys getting grossed out, but he's getting his hands dirty in there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he says, you know, the inside, we've got a normal set of internal organs, you know, heart, yeah, lungs, heart, kidneys, yeah. liver. Um, and they don't know what the hell this thing is. And so at what I'm trying to think here. So 
at what point it's now let me go through some of the characters and i'm probably going to get some of these like confused we know mccready is kurt russell and dr blair is wilford brimley a child's is played by keith david great keith david keith david's great uh he's he's phenomenal and people would remember him from they live which is another john john Mm -hmm. carpenter installment um clark and is it Knowles? Knowles? I don't know. I don't know. Was Knowles the cook or what? Yeah, I don't know Knowles what he was. TK Carter. The only thing yeah, I ever TK, saw him in, do you remember, was it Ski School or Ski Patrol that he was in? Do you remember those movies? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Knowles is great. I, it's one of those guys that you remember from the from 80s. 80s. From the and 80s, he's, totally. He's been in 80s um, movies. So. Palmer. We got Dr. Copper, Norris. Uh, Gary was the one who shot the Norwegian. Yep. Uh, Fuchs. Uh, and uh, Windows, which I just think is a weird ass name, right? But that's Thomas, uh, that's Thomas, uh, uh, I think it's Thomas Waits. Thomas, Thomas Waits, yeah, yeah, he he would be in my favorite movie, which was Warriors, uh, the Warriors. Yeah. but he was and, he had the privilege enough to get booted off by yeah. Walter Hill. <laughs> and uh, Windows, here's, I got these old photographs of my dad. I feel like I might have brought this up in a previous podcast, yeah. so maybe I'm just seeing my dad in every movie I go in. Like Windows, my dad got a perm at some point in the 80s. I think he, he and my mom got matching perms, and Windows oh, no. in my head looks exactly like my dad. With a perm in the 1980s. Well, I know Thomas Waits. I, I follow him on Instagram, and he still has the curly hair. It's just oh, yeah. now it's just shorter and gray. Yeah. It's an old guy. Now. I think I had a perm. I, my dad doesn't have the perm anymore. He doesn't either. have the perm. Yeah. I think I had a freaking perm in the 80s. Dude. Oh my god! It wasn't like the perm you would think would be a perm. It was a cooler looking perm, if that's even possible. Like are perms even cool i don't know man. i think justin timberlake made him made him <laughs> popular made him cool, in the early yeah. 2000s i was able to avoid that one it wasn't for me um so i think that's the list well, of and then uh, well, you've also got clark uh richard mazur or mauser i don't know i think it's mauser wasn't he in one day at a time i'm not sure i, I, I just was... remember him as the dad and son-in-law so uh oh. sean austin's dad oh shit Pretty sure. I don't remember that movie. I, I if I'm think, wrong, I'm wrong. But I think he was in. I saw a Pauly Shore movie or two in my day. I did too. I did too. Yeah. Uh, I think if I'm if I'm remembering my sitcoms, and it wasn't Son in Law, it was Encino Man. Encino Man, yeah, Encino Man. Encino Man was one of the one with Brendan. Was that Brendan, Brendan Fraser? Fraser, yeah. Fraser, yeah. I think I think he was in One Day at a Time with uh, Valerie Bertinelli. Uh, I think shit. Maybe I think for some reason I'm like. I'm almost positive of that. I'm just trying to remember my sitcoms, man. And I know I'm, I know I watched one day at a time back in the day and I swore he was like, he had a crush on the mother. Um, yeah, maybe look that up and see. We're looking it up right now. Yeah. Um, and some of these other guys we've seen along the way, right? Like, like, um, uh, Dr. Copper we've seen in stuff. Norris we've seen in stuff. I mean, a lot of these guys we've seen in stuff along the way, especially in the eighties, but it's a good group of guys. Um, you know, I, I think the acting is solid in here. They're very convincing. Um, and so, so the, the Husky, the, the Husky that is, you know, they don't know this, but we get the idea that something's not right with this dog. Why the hell were they shooting at it? They end up, they end up putting it in the kennel with the other dogs. Yeah. But I think 
for a while, it wasn't until somebody told because Clark, that was his job, was he yeah. was the the sled master or whatever. He the was the sled master. He, well, he whenever they had he, <laughs> no, he was I the know. guy that handled the dogs. He was the dog guy. Yeah, yeah. He was, he's <laughs> not supposed to say master anymore, but he's the dog guy. <laughs> That's true. Um, but the dog was walking around and had free reign. Oh, for like, a while, for right? A while. It wasn't until somebody that was playing cards said, "Hey." Get this dog out of here. And so he finally put the dog in the kennel with the other dogs. But didn't, didn't we, wasn't there a scene in, and all we see is a shadow in one of the rooms that the dog goes in there. Yeah. And we don't know who it is. And so we're like, ah, shit, you know, but yeah, they eventually, eventually put the dog in with the other dogs. And then this, we get this, this transfer, this transformation. Now this is, this is the thing. (laughs) And I keep saying the thing, but this is the thing I'm. What was so we know that it can it can be uh, transported uh, through shit I, I, saliva or whatever else. I mean, there's probably several yeah. ways it can be transported. Was it turning into another dog inside of the of the kennel? I don't. What was the point of that? I don't. I, I mean, know. look, it was cool. I think it was the point of that was to just show us the audience. Okay, uh, a, a transformation. That, okay, hey guys, guess what? This ain't a dog. Yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah. Um, because I mean, we know that it, it imitates or copies and it needs time in order to do that. That was interrupted, but I was thinking, well, what is it copying? Is it just copying one of the dogs? But why didn't it just stay? Why wouldn't it just stay one of the other dogs? I don't know. Was it, and does it need to touch you? Does it need to Mm. physically sample you like the T-1000 in Terminator 2? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What was it turning into? We don't really know. Is it possible? Maybe it was gonna infect other dogs so then all of a sudden it's gone like yeah. it's gone haywire like it's you know like none of these guys i mean we didn't stand a chance I think anyways, that's as good a guess as any maybe, I mean, maybe. They, it was transforming you know into whatever form it needs to because i always got the impression that it needed to like you know grab you with tentacles and and, yeah, and touch you or consume you or eat you in some way something but yeah yeah it looked like it was about ready to take all the other dogs yeah. Well, we know they they uh they come in and uh they witness this shit and then I think they uh flamethrower this thing, yeah, right? Yeah. But then in the meantime, doesn't one of them get up to the ceiling and get away? Like whatever it is, it got it, a- it does go up toward the ceiling like and maybe in an attempt to escape. I don't I know thought, if it I did it get ex- out. I thought it did. What? Like so much is is happening in those in those particular scenes that I'm not keeping track of everything. Just a little piece of it break yeah. off and get out. Obviously, it was not contained They in that area that they flamed through it, and it was somewhere else, too. So that yeah. that wasn't the end. No. And the, and the thing and, and, and then I think I think Dr. Uh, Blair, Wilford Brimley's character, he starts he starts doing some some calculating on on his yeah. his computer. Right. And it says. So he's the one that that first proposed that. Yeah. That whatever this is, it can imitate whatever it, you know, whatever it consumes or whatever. Comes it, in contact yeah, with it. It's can, yeah. imitating things. So, and he was looking at, he, I think it was when he was doing the autopsy on whatever they burnt up that, you know, this isn't a dog, whatever <laughs> it is, it's not yeah. a dog. Yeah. So maybe this thing can actually imitate, you know, things it comes in contact with. Which, and, yeah, which means it could theoretically do a human too. 
Exactly. And so he runs some sort of numbers that says that there's a 75% chance that it's. Yeah, that was another like the part where I'm uh, like, oh, they have this computer know, that's right? running all these simulations and, yeah, and you yeah. know, running all these models. And, and I was like, like, damn, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 75%. I think it, it said like if it gets out into like whatever the general population, it'll. The world. Well, what did it say? It'll, it'll it basically like take over some, or twenty-seven thousand hours. It would take yeah. for it to something consume like, like the world. Yeah, something like three years. You know, is that what twenty-seven thousand hours is? <sighs> I just I wonder, know. man. Don't I don't make know. me do math right now. Uh, I know, it's right? been a long day. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, but uh, so so he. He gets this idea like, well, shit, this thing can't get out. Yeah, he's the first one that yeah. really figures out. He's the one that gets on page one. He's the one that figures out, okay, there's a chance we're all going to be infected, that we can yeah. all be infected. And the, which going back to him building the ship and destroying the helicopter and destroying the backhoe, I honestly thought I didn't put together that maybe he's you know, stealing parts off it to build his spaceship. I, yeah. I thought he was the first one that actually figured out that Nobody here can leave. We're yeah. all dead. Yeah. We're all done. I need to destroy the helicopter so no one can leave here. I need to destroy the, the yeah. backhoe so no one can get out of here. You know, that's why he was destroying the computers with the axe. He was the one yeah. that figured out that no, none of us can leave. None yeah. of us. We're done. We're already dead. Yeah, so. exactly. But so then at some point between then and later on, he comes across the thing and gets infected yeah. because if he was the this alien organism he wouldn't have just he wouldn't have destroyed everything yeah which i think at the point that they remove him and they put him in the shack outside yeah i'm confident that when he has the conversation with mccready and says watch clark and watch him close because actually before yeah. that he's having a conversation with clark and he's saying you were alone with that dog last night yeah. for how long and he's like, why are you looking at me like that, Blair? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, he's suspicious of Clark at that point that he could be. I was too watching yeah. this. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, no, his ass totally is, is, yeah. is infected or whatever, man. And they established <laughs> later that he never got infected. No, yeah. I know. I kind of felt bad a little bit, right? Like, like, like when, that guy. <laughs> you had no, you didn't feel like anything when, when, when McCready shot him. No, man, I'm. I'm, I know, I'm a Kurt I mean, Russell fan, so too. I'm rooting for Kurt Russell. So if you're going to try to ship <laughs> Kurt Russell, you deserve a bullet to your forehead. Because what he was, yeah, he was trying to, he had a scalpel or yeah, something yeah, that yeah. was trying to get him. Yeah, I mean, we know Kurt Russell isn't isn't dying. I mean, and he was great in this fucking thing, dude. I mean, seriously, the, what I loved about this is it, 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 and I'm sure this was filmed on some like stage somewhere in Los Angeles. It felt like they were in Antarctica, yeah. dude. They're his beard looked like it had snow and ice on yeah, it. Yeah, Their breath, good. like it felt. Yeah, some I, of the the stage. I I think what were they doing? Um, I read that they had to you know get their breath out. So they were they yeah. they refrigerated the set and then they were all drinking like hot coffee in order to kind of oh make really the, the breath come out a little more. I mean, it, it feels it feels real, man. Um, and and I was watching something. And it may, it, it's probably on some special edition on how they did some of the scenes, like when, when, uh, they're, they're walking, um, on the snow to this, that big, that big cutout, the big kind of rectangle mm -hmm. cutout that was only, only a small section of snow. And the artists actually painted everything 
Dude, that shit looked phenomenal. Yeah. Same with the, the um, matte painting. The, yeah. yeah. Same with the UFO at the beginning. Dude, yeah. that looked great, man. Yeah. And so, yeah. But uh, okay, so so where are we? Okay, so uh, all right, so we get the twenty seven thousand hours. Uh, the team decides to place the creatures' remains in a in a storage room. Yep. Um, and then uh, Fuchs, which is. Is Fuchs like a doctor? What is he? I don't, I don't know, know is, what he is. is He's, Fuchs the stoner guy? No, I think the stoner is Palmer. Palmer. Palmer's the stoner guy. <clears throat> I think Fuchs is kind of like maybe a Dr. Blair's like, I don't know, assistant or something. Like I, that's it's just kind another of, guy there. We, just ne- another. we don't get like we know that McCready's the helicopter pilot. Yeah. We know that Dr. Blair is kind of the head scientist, and we know that Copper is the doctor. Everybody else is just there as muscle. Like, yeah, we don't know what anybody's doing. So, no, not, not really. We know that I Childs don't. is the guy who's supposed to run the flamethrower. Yes, right? yes, yes. Uh, that is true. For what? I, what do you need the flamethrower for yeah, out there? That is true. What, so, what, what do you have? I, a fl- it's, I mean, it's convenient need, to have yeah, it on hand. I'm glad but, they have it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it becomes an integral part of the plot. I don't but, know. If, if something ice is over, maybe you use maybe? it to, to. It's a pretty aggressive thing for some defrosting, but. <laughs> no, man. I mean, I really don't know. Uh, so Fuchs and, and uh, McCready have a conversation. He was going, Fuchs is going through his notes mm-hmm. and uh, he, he reads that the organism cells uh, are still alive and yes. active in the burn remains. And so, um, and that it, uh, it, and it, and it, and it, possibly more than likely has imitated all these different types of life forms. Yep. So it's essentially, I mean, I don't think it, 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 it can't like imitate a plant, but it, anything there's no plants out there anyway. You know, so. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, like if, and again, there's no rats out there either, but I, it can, I think anything that is, is a, a breathing, like some sort of like the dog, any or kind a of cat, organic material yeah, organism. It, yep. Yeah. yeah. And so it can imitate. And it basically makes a copy of them. And so uh, I'm trying to think where we're at here. Uh, so they go. So th- uh, they go and I think they so they go to the the um, <clears throat> the storage room. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's when does return? I'm trying to think who gets attacked here. Is it Bennings? I think it Does might Bennings, be because, because Windows leaves to go get the the, the keys from uh, from Gary. And whoever's left in there, it's the redheaded guy. It's the redheaded guy. Yeah, because Bennings was the one that got shot, right? Yes. And Bennings we, is the one that got shot. Bennings, yeah. it was Bennings that was in there. So he's in there. He's in there alone. Okay, that's right. Because because Windows comes back in and he's on the and chair. He's on and the he's chair. Being, and he's got he's being all tentacles attacked. all yeah. around him. Yeah. And then he and I think Bennings runs out to the um to the snow. And then they all basically surround him and you see those big, long kind of, yeah. because it takes time to, 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 to imitate or copy the person. And, and when it's interrupted, it's obviously it's not done. Yeah, he wasn't and done. So he wasn't done. And he had like these weird hands and, yeah, and he does the scream and it's yeah, like, it never mind. Scream. Like, how did he get those hands through the jacket <laughs> to put the jacket on? It's like, you don't need all that stuff. You don't need to ask those questions. Like, yeah, it's, but yeah, he has not yet. Transformed completely. And then they, uh, I think uh, McCready uh, throws the gasoline on him and sets him on fire. Yep. Burns him up. Um, And so um, now I think they, I think they have, um, 
taken uh, Dr. Blair and they put him in that shack, right? Do they sedate him? I don't know if it's at that point, but they... Because we know he breaks... I mean, we we know at some point he... He breaks down. He's he's trying to destroy the computers. And so they all uh, have to go in there to try and and calm him down. A couple of people have guns. I know Gary, Jerry, Gary's got his gun. Yeah, yeah. But uh Blair, which it shows once once he runs that simulation, you know, he goes down to his desk and he pulls a 38 special out. So he knows I think he understands at that point yeah. the 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 full weight yeah. of the situation that nobody, yeah. you know, nobody's getting out of there alive. And I mean the fact that he's yeah, he's he's destroyed the this this that sled thing or whatever the hell that thing is, the helicopter, he's destroyed any any sort of way for them to communicate. Yeah. Like the survival now is, and that's the, th- that's he the thing. He doesn't want it, any of the guys yeah. to come near him because he assumes everybody's infected. Correct. And they, I, I, I did they um, sedate him? I think they sedated him, right? I think they might and have they, when they, before they put him in the yeah, shack. They, they stuck him out in the shack. Which I, I yeah. think at that point when he's out in the shack, he is not the thing yet. Um, I don't be, think he is either. Yeah. Man. Because yeah. when he says to McCready, he says, watch Clark and watch him close. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that's something that the thing would say. I don't think so either. But and at some point he does get. He he does. We thing. don't know when it happens because there's a lot of unanswered things, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Like when, you know, Fuchs disappears yeah. and then he's burned up somewhere. Well, what the fuck yeah. happened? Yeah. Like who? You don't need those answers. Like, not because it, 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 it allows you to empathize with the characters who also don't know what the fuck happened, you know? <laughs> true, true. Um, and so. So now inside of, in, I, I, and I think this is somewhere in um, the notes uh, from Dr. Blair that basically the, the, the things, how do I say this? Like all of, all of its, how, how do I know how to say it? All of its, I guess, I'm not going to say tissue, but literally everything is, is, is alive. It's some, it's, yeah. which I think it was it, like that each bit of it is its own living organism, which I honestly, you. that was McCready that, that came to that determination, but, I, but it was a little further down. See, I thought, I thought it was in the notes that Dr. Play, the Dr. Blair had, and it was, and, and Fuchs had read this, that, you know, once once this organism is essentially, uh, you know, attacked or feels attacked, it defends itself. And so. And that's where the blood, the whole blood test comes in, yeah. right? Because Which I think what you're thinking of, not to correct you, but I no, think please, it was when yeah. he when he pulls somebody aside and he's saying what he was saying was that that was when he was revealing that the burnt up bodies there's still living cells in there okay and he's telling okay. him that even though those that thing is burnt up it is still a living it's organism still living so that's where mccready puts yes he, that's okay. where they go back and they see that uh was it bennings that you know they go back to get bennings but at some yeah. point they're all outside and they're realizing that they can't let anybody out of their sight and they need to team up and stuff but i, I think it's right after that at some point right after that that McCready realizes that he left his shack light on, or am I too far ahead? I think I'm trying to. Re- yes, I think it. Oh God, no, dude, you might be around that time. We, where 
I don't know if they were trying. I think they were trying to find somebody, right? And that, and yeah. I think it was McCready. I think it was uh, Nalls, and I think it was one other guy. Yeah, and they so were McCready yeah. and Nalls went to go investigate his shack because he said, "Hey, I was in there a couple of days ago. I turned the yeah, light off. I turned the yeah. light off last yeah. night when I left." And that is when, because I know that it's McCready that comes to the conclusion that every little bit of it is a living organism that's going to try to defend itself. Yeah. And that's when he makes, you know, has the idea of doing, of burning the blood. But before yeah. that is when they uh, actually propose that maybe we can test the blood. We have blood stores. Yeah. So maybe we can test the blood. And that's when they go to find out that the blood storage has been sabotaged. Correct. And then, and again, we're not sure who it is. It's, and we never really find out who no, it is. No, do we? We, we don't, you know, they try to narrow down, well, who had a key, who would have done it. And no, we, we don't know. And, and this is where that, you know, the paranoia and the distrust is, is really, yeah. really coming to, you know, uh, the height here. It's just that, that it's that whole fear of you. Know, I can't trust anyone. Yeah. I don't know who's what anymore. And while they're outside, that's when Nulls finds the, you know, shredded shirt Shred, or yeah. jacket that says McCready on it. And so Correct, when yeah. they're trying to walk back with the, the line to help them back, he cuts McCready loose, comes yeah. inside. Yeah. And then they're saying he's out there. I left him out there, but I found a burnt up or a torn up shirt with his name on it. So I yeah. think McCready's a thing. Yeah, and 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 we don't know. I mean, it's possible, but it's also possible whoever the thing is could have cut that up yeah. and and planted it. So it looks like McCready is, yeah. you know. Because I mean, we know. I I mean, look, <clears throat> we know Kurt Russell's the star of the movie, but but his character is 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 you know he's a strong character. He he takes command. You know, yeah. people look. I think they respect him. You know, and so um so if. If you have a thing or a couple of these organisms that are trying to get rid of this, you know, the alpha, yeah, I'm going to yeah. try to, you know. And so we know at that point, too, while Kurt Russell is banging on the door trying to get in and all yeah. the guys are sitting outside and they're saying, don't let him in. And, yep. and Palmer's saying, come on, let him in, let him in. Yeah. And we know at that point, right, Palmer is a thing looking back well we yeah we don't know we gonna know in a little bit yeah. but yeah he's, and the guy's saying why do you want him in so bad and he's <laughs> yeah. saying because he's close you know he's here yeah yeah um i think and it was it was it was mac Knowles and windows who went yeah uh windows is still weird to me you know what's weird and this is totally dorky but you got mac and you got windows <laughs> do you kind of get the like i i uh, you know, the whole computer versus Mac versus Windows. I oh, don't know. I never. <laughs> so stupid. I'm, I'm just looking at my notes going, that is kind of funny. Like, yeah, I never made I've that never, connection. Have you ever met anyone with the last or a name of Windows? Like, you know, where the hell did that come who from? Who knows? It's just, you know, it could be, uh, you know, a nickname that they gave him. I'm, I'm sure that's not his. You don't think full- that's his? I, I mean. Maybe. I, don't I, always, know. I always assumed it was a nickname. And then I assumed it was because of his dark glasses that he wears all the time that, that oh that was the connection i made without okay. thinking about it sure, I, I never really possible. gave it much yeah he thought, always wore those sunglasses but. i mean there's no sun huh anyways well so fuchs they end up finding fuchs burned right but we don't know did he did someone kill him did he commit suicide because he he kind of understands what's happening here yeah Maybe, you know, um, and so it's just uh, another dead body in a horror movie, man. It's just another dead body. Yeah. Um, and so they decide, OK, let's do this. Let's do this blood serum test or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. 
the idea here is, look, we're going to take everyone's blood and I'm going to, and this is McCready's character. But I think an important thing happens before that. Okay, so too, tell me, tell because, me. Because um, while they're, uh, while McCready's outside banging and try to get in, yeah. uh, who is it? Is it, is it Dennings that has the heart attack? No, that is, uh, no, no, that is Norris. Norris. So Norris is having a heart attack. And so they have to, he comes in, they have to take him in. And that's when Copper starts working on that's him right. because it's not until he sees the, the pieces of the thing that was, you know, uh, Norris, you know, sprout legs and walk away <laughs> that McCready thinks that, okay, each little piece of this thing is its own independent organism. And that is what gives McCready the idea to, to test the blood. That's true. And that's, and that's, and that's one of the most iconic shots in this, in, in in the thing is he's, um, he's trying to bring him back with the paddles, right? With the defibrillator. Defibrillator. Yeah. And he does it a couple times and then he hits it for the, I don't know, maybe the third time. And literally the dude's chest opens up with teeth, teeth, basically rips, (laughs) rips his arms off and immediately turns into this cool ass creature i it just yeah, it's just the biz- head sprouts up and and like <laughs> like let really off fast the t- off the table and yeah. then sprouts legs and yeah and and they hit it i think mccready hits it with the it's either mccready hits it with the flamethrower or maybe childs does do you yeah, remember if i think mccready because i think mccready has the flamethrower uh, at this point right i don't know if he has it or if he's Fuck, still holding rem- the dynamite I, no, he but he the had dynamite. the dynamite with the flamethrower because the idea that's right, that's was right. he did. He did. Yes. He's like, yeah. So I think he hits it. Then the damn thing. Yeah, this is. Uh, and again, another yeah, iconic flamethrower. Yeah. And then go ahead. the head. Deta- yeah. The head basically detaches, comes down, sprouts, sprouts legs like a spider and starts rolling off. And they, they, they turn and see this thing. What is what Palmer says? Are you fucking? Are you, well, you got to be fucking, fucking kidding me. <laughs> And uh, I still would like to know how that effect was done. I, I did a, uh, I was looking at something. I was on YouTube, and there is a really good story behind how yeah. that that particular effect was, was done. done. Like yeah. it involved getting, you know, finding somebody who was missing his arms. And I so did, I did read. That, yes, yeah. when the, the I'm talking. Yes, the you are right. I think I watched something where it said they found a guy that didn't have arms. He had lost it in an accident. They created these like gelatin, you know, arms, and then uh, that's how you know. And then when it goes, and literally when when it goes into, it's like a machine that is ripping these things yeah. off. I'm thinking more so of the the spy. How the hell does this head? So it comes down, yeah. it detaches, and then it sprouts these, these, these legs, these spider yeah. legs. And I'm like, and I'm sure it's probably easily explained, but and maybe I don't want to know. Maybe yeah. I don't want to know. Maybe it's just. It's something that's not done in movies anymore. We're talking about all. like problem solving on a level that is these days. It's just like, go have the nerds with their computers do it. Yeah. And these guys were working with real like live material and had to figure out how to create that effect, you know, analog, you know? And I, and I, maybe you had heard this too, that Rob Bottin spent literally a year in a cooped up inside of this room, maybe like in a, on, in a studio for a year, basically seven days a week working on all the practical effects. By the time it was done, they said they had to send him to the hospital because he had pneumonia and exhaustion. Wow. A year, 
a year, yeah. like dude, seven days a week. And I'm sure he had a couple breaks here and there, but damn, like, I, I don't it's, know, man. And nowadays they just computer. They do. Yeah. Honestly, it, it I really think is. it's going to come back. I, I think, I it, hope so. I think it's going to come back. I think we're, we're kind of circling back because we all know that there, there's just something about none of us on a real conscious level are actually fooled by CGI. The most beautiful yeah. CGI that you, that you see done, you, you can just tell by the movement that yeah. it triggers something in, in my subconscious that tells me it's not as cool as something that looks ridiculous, which this scene is ridiculous. <laughs> it, it is ridiculous. It looks yeah. ridiculous, <laughs> but at the same time, because you know it's there, like they're reacting to a thing that is in front of them. It it just holds up for me. I just get yeah. you get a different reaction. You get a visceral good gut reaction yeah. from seeing that. You really do. And and I know some stuff these days just can't be done with practice. I, I understand, like, especially with the green screen stuff. Like I, I get it, you know. Um, I'm just sick of seeing blood that is CGI. And I mean, I yeah, just I hate CGI blood. I, I it like you could have like a decent movie cool story and i'm aboard and then all of a sudden you cgi blood and i'm like oh you've kind of like lost me a bit and it's yeah. like i i have a different feeling for the movie and it's like oh okay you know so the actors are too pretty to get messy i get like, is that it that's I another thing know. too actually one thing that i really appreciate about this movie is is it me or do they just they would never like put wilford brimley in a movie today like he's an old guy he's overweight he's yeah. not good looking and none of these guys with the exception of pretty boy kurt russell <laughs> are particularly russell. good looking like they they yeah, look like no, men yeah. who would really be there yes, doing that true so these days i feel like they they it's just they they have to use people that are just they everybody seems too clean these days too yeah. good looking like I don't know. I know. I agree. But I, I appreciate the fact that they put regular looking dudes. They, all, of, all of the characters are believable in yeah. this. All of them. And, and like you said, we've gone and see them in all kinds of other stuff. But but it feels, you know, it, it feels real. It feels like these guys could be at an outpost in the middle of Antarctica and they're doing research and whatever yeah. else. And and so they just happen to bad luck just happen to come their way with this, yeah. you know, with this thing. Um, and so. So, yeah. So we know. So Dr. Copper gets the arms ripped out. Norris is a th- so basically copper and thing are i'm sorry copper and norris basically get the uh they get torched right yeah and um and so then mccready gets back to the test but in the meantime didn't he he tied up yeah um, because his you know he thought gary and he thought Mm -hmm. um i think clark you know because of their who knows, man? Maybe the way they're acting, the close contact, yeah. whatever. I think Let's at that point he doesn't he he doesn't believe anybody. He thinks yeah. anybody could be things. So yeah. that's where he gets the speech. I know I'm not a thing or whatever. Yeah. Well, no. He, I think he says something by "No, I'm human." Yeah. Something I know like I'm that. Human. Yeah. And so they do the 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 blood test. So they they uh, you know they they I think they take a scalpel. They cut you know they they cut they get enough blood and they put it in little um. Had a little plastic pan and the idea is here he's going to take a he's going to take an exposed wire and he's going to heat it up with the um, flamethrower and he's going to dip, dip it, it in, in and see what because you know if it is the thing we know it's going to try to protect yeah. itself he is he yeah. has theorized that it 
he'll, there will be some kind of a reaction. Correct. So. And so I think he goes through, I, and I don't know the He does sequence. himself first, right? He's no, like, he doesn't do himself first. I think he does either Childs or Windows first. I think he does Windows first. Windows Because I know first? Windows is the one that has to walk over and cut everybody, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then I think he does Childs and then, and then- and then he does himself. He goes, I'm going to, he goes, I already, you know, the answer something like this. I already know the answer to this, but here, boom. And, and it's nothing. I think then I think he gets to Palmer. Yeah. I think he gets to Palmer and this is where, yeah. And that's where you, you know, it shows Palmer and, and you see Palmer just kind of looking down. And I, it, there's definitely, I think they were telling us that Palmer was going to be the guy yeah. before they tell us, but at the same time, McCready is doing it very casually and quickly. And that's what gives you the, the great reaction of why it becomes such a surprise when the blood jumps out of the jumps petri out. Dish. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, Palmer starts to, I convulse. guess, yeah, yeah, convulse and transform into some sort of, you know, thing, I guess. And, and, it, and doesn't the head split open and it's yeah. got like a mouth and, and this is where it, it like comes down onto windows and basically almost trying to eat him. And, yeah. then and, <laughs> and McCready's trying to, you know, trying to torch him, but he can't get the, <laughs> the gas out of the flamethrower. Like yeah. Flamethrower's malfunctioning. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a surprise. From there, hilarity right? ensues. Like it's yeah. pandemonium. Uh, yeah. And, and eventually, gets this thing going and it and i think he torches palmer and and windows because windows has now been infected <clears throat> does and, he get gary too is that uh, gary was right next to him gary uh gary is no so <laughs> gary <laughs> gary's still tied up with the rope yeah and he's like <laughs> he eventually says can, he goes can you i forget what the line is but can you give me the hell untie me you know because it's like he had nowhere to go he was yeah. he was tied to the chair and this shit is happening to him dude <laughs> oh shit but uh but I, I not a lot of people are left here at this point right we know dr blair which is wilford brimley is in that shack yeah. uh so we got child's Clark is now we gone. Are, yeah, Clark, Clark we, has we, got shot yeah, by Kurt Russell. We skipped him because he was. Yeah, he, he tried to. We already talked about that. But yeah, and, he's gone before um, this. I think uh, so. Palmer's now gone. And Dr. They tested Hopper. his blood, and and that was when Childs makes the yeah. comment. Yeah, so you you, you killed an innocent. You, you know, you killed a human. Um, that makes you a murderer. And Fuchs is dead. Windows is dead. I don't. We don't. I mean, Gary's still alive. Is where's Knowles at this point? Where did Knowles get it? Knowles might've been one of the first tests because wasn't Knowles helping. Maybe to he tie was him up? maybe. So when did Knowles get it though? I don't remember when Knowles got it. I don't either. Shit. <laughs> that wow. sucks getting old, man. Yeah. I don't remember when Knowles got it. Um, damn. When did Knowles get it? That irritates me now. So hold on. Uh, to be infected. Let's see. Uh, I'm just going through some of my notes to see if I wrote it down here. Um, oh, hold on. No. Does Knowles go down to where the shack is? Because we know, we know McCready goes. We know Gary goes. And is it? Ch I don't think it's Childs. I think it's Knowles, dude. I think Knowles gets it down below when they they find this the UFO. So they go to check on Blair, does and it, the doors it, open. And I think is Knowles, that a, does it happen off screen? It does. Okay. It does. That's, That's why, why we, we can't, can't remember. remember because uh, they see that that Blair's been building the the small UFO, um, and then they 
there's an opening in the ground that go down below and then that's where the UFO is. And yeah. then Nall sees Blair. He goes over. It's like, really? This is the shit that bothers me, man. It's like in all of these movies, they always break up. They never stay together. Right. And it just, you know, and I understand it's especially in the 80s it's an 80s trope. But damn, stay together. Dude, I am not leaving the side of people. I'm staying. It, well, look, it has to happen. I know always Because does. you can't have everything happening in one I, room I with everybody there. You have to split up. Like, I know. That's, that's but it's still, how I know. all still of this goes down. Up, There's so. no way around it. It sucks. We know it's a bad choice. But at the same time, you know, when you're in a situation and you need to go get something or something needs to be checked, you can't have the entire group moving as one yeah, the whole time. I know. But I'm just telling you what I would yeah. do. I'm not leaving. Look, I'm, you know, us in numbers, we're going to have a better chance than me solo. Yeah. I think I would um, be more in, in, in Blair's book where it's just like, hey, listen, none of us are getting out of here alive. I'm probably <laughs> the one who would resign myself to be like, all right, okay, let's get drunk. That's it. <laughs> Uh, so Nalls dies off screen. Gary, Gary gets the, this, this part was uncomfortable for me. He gets that hand it, where Blair puts the hand and is digging into his face. Like, yeah, I was a little, I don't like shit. Like that was a little uncomfortable for me. Um, it's a great scene. Though. It's a great scene though. It's a, it's a cool practical effect, but he dies. And of course, uh, McCready's like, where are you guys at? And then the, this big monster thing comes out of, the ground yeah and then he because the idea was he was going to wire this up with dynamite just blow everything yeah, up yeah that's the plan you know? they're, they're blowing the and, whole and, thing up and in the meantime weren't they weren't they throwing like um weren't they basically blowing up the camp with a lot of heat i think they were uh, do they have like molotov cocktails or something like at they some were blowing point, maybe, shit up i mean yeah. i know they were setting charges they were setting yeah. explosives and and because I, I think they've reserved the fact that look we're just we're not we're not surviving this yeah we you know we need to blow up that we need to blow up the whole camp well the the power's out right so there's no heat right it i don't know what in in, in antarctica i don't know what it gets to minus something cold enough to kill you i think <laughs> right so so no power no generator yeah we're not surviving this so you know and so he 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 had he he rigs the explosives to blow this thing up um and uh i think he does right he throws the dynamite yep. and it blows it up blows up the new little spaceship yeah the, new little spaceship flares little convertible <laughs> yeah they look pretty good um, that was a hell of a throw by the way like he yeah. threw it down there bounced right in. it was <laughs> it great did, throw it did it i did. would expect nothing less uh, from mccready yeah um and then so really, we don't know what happened to Childs because Childs exactly. was supposed to go do whatever he was supposed, whatever the task they he, assigned yeah, to him. He I, got I don't separated remember. from somebody and yeah. somebody's dead. And yeah. so this, at this point, the station has blown up. Kurt yes. Russell's the sole survivor that we know of. Sole survivor. And I think he heads back to whatever's left of that, maybe his shack. Yeah. I couldn't tell. He's just leaning up against some rubble. <laughs> he is with man. a bottle of scotch. Um yeah. What was it? Was it was it uh, what was it? J and no. Oh, maybe J and B. J and B. I think it was I think it was J and B. And the then good uh, stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. And then um and then Childs rolls on up. We don't know. This is the thing. We don't know if Childs. That's why it's such a great ending. It though. is a great ending. Yeah. Because, yeah, we, we, we just, we don't know. 
we and we you have, have the, you know that whole theory that you know, so they sit there and they 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 both have kind of come to terms that neither of them are getting out of there. Correct. Yeah. They they both have come to terms with there's no way of knowing if the other soul survivor has been assimilated. Um, and they're just like whatever, let's get drunk. <laughs> let's get drunk. <laughs> and so McCready hands him the bottle, and there's a theory that's going around out there mm-hmm. that what McCready had actually done was filled the bottle with gasoline. Huh. And so he offers Childs a drink, which I don't, I don't know if this is true, but yeah. I, I like the idea. Really? You heard this? I, oh, oh, that, yeah. And he offers Childs a drink and huh. Childs takes a drink. And because he doesn't react and say it's gasoline, now McCready knows that he's a thing. Oh, Do really? You, I'm like, huh. that's, a, that's a nice little story. Sure. That's what happens when you have a movie that just goes on long enough. You can only watch it so many times. You can only do so much that nerds, and I'm one of them, yeah, start. Yeah. Making up little theories huh. and adding their own backstory to thing, interesting. To things. But I, I, I think it would have been interesting huh. if, um, you know, it had kind of cued that that if you had seen McCready do that, it would have been, you know, would have tied the story up in a nice little bow. But at the same time, I like movies that end, you know, super ambiguous. Yeah. Both of them are dead. What the only thing that we need to know now is is the thing going to get out that's that does that the thing it, survive correct because we know the the weather is going to consume them yeah they'll be dead by it, the morning by easily easily by the morning and so yeah we we don't know and i'm and i love the ending i'm i'm cool with it i, I you know um yeah that, that's interesting. not a happy ending it's no. a downer it is. Which is why I thought it would have done so much better and you know, in the hopeless nineteen seventies. I feel like this is still very much a nineteen seventies film. I think so, huh? Yeah. It's not I don't look at it mm. as like an eighties film. I don't look at its counterpart uh, being Blade Runner in, in E. T. I look uh, at it as being more of a the movie that would have been released the same year as Taxi Driver, you know. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe, yeah, maybe it was just a timing. I I really think it was a timing thing. Trying to compete with ET, which was just a humongous movie at the time. I'm sure uh, there was with, recession going on. Like yeah. people are bummed. You don't need to go to the movies to be more bummed. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it is. It's it's a it's a. I don't know. Like, I mean, we've seen like we watch horror movies, right? And we in ones that are like I, I would say like Hereditary or even The Dark and the Wicked. Those are very just. Oh my god! Like a. It's like a. It's just a punch to the gut, and it and yeah. it. I don't. I don't feel like this way. Look, it's, it's sad what happens and it's, you know, no one survives, but I don't, I don't feel that way. Um, you know, I don't feel the same way as I would with like, say hereditary or the dark and the wicked. Yeah. First of all, it's two very different movies. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I look, we, we get, we feel that we feel again, like the isolation and the dread and the paranoia and all that stuff. But, um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't feel-, I feel like too, but also those movies have come out, you know, in the, in the last few years. And if there's one thing that I would say about the past 10 years, you know, with the exception of, you know, not counting like 2008, 2009, those were, yeah. those were tough years. Yeah. But the, I think we as a whole have been living pretty fat the last 10 years. You're right. It's, it's yeah. been good times. It so has, we can yeah. watch a movie that's a complete bummer and be shaken by it and then go back out to life and having it be relatively nice out, relatively okay. Um, I kind of think that's coming to an end pretty soon here. I think we're about <laughs> think so to hit too. some lean times probably. Uh-huh. So if you're watching a movie that has a sad, like not sad, but 
a hopeless ending, a bummer of an ending. And then you got to get up and go out into the world and you're unemployed, you know, because uh-huh. you got laid off. Uh-huh, yeah. It's, you're not going to react the same way to it. True. Um, that's probably a big part of what I'm saying. But yeah, with the times, nobody wants to see crap, hopeless movies when life is actually hopeless out, you uh, know, outside true. the movie. So it's true. It's I true. think that the, the, the recession, the, the AIDS scare and yeah. the fact that there was just such a more upbeat, happy movie to, yep. to see people are like, I, I'm no, I don't need this. I'm going to go see ET. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was probably one of those. I think I, I, I don't think I saw the thing when it came yeah, out. I didn't see 82. it until I was much older. 82 i would have been 10 or 11 yeah i was five yeah so so, so yeah i, I would have i would have so. saw it later on and i think i did see et when it came out and i yeah i'm pretty sure i cried at the end uh you know um but uh yeah i mean that's the thing man i mean it, it it's dude it's still it still holds up um look yeah. i mean you could say the some of the practical effects are dated but okay that's if you want to get nitpicky i you know, we, we've established their phenomenal. And I pra- don't yeah. think they're dated. I, I think like we discussed, we, we talked about the same thing we said is that it, it's ridiculous. It looks ridiculous, but it's still a thing in a room that's eating a guy's hands. You know, it, it still yeah. looks disgusting. It still it looks does. like something you don't want to go no. anywhere near. No, man. I mean, the just the, the nastiness and the wetness and the gooey and all of yeah. it, man, it's it, it, it looks phenomenal, man. And and and, and uh, I applaud Rob Botine for damn, dude. I mean, he killed that thing. Uh, the thing, uh, you know, it's, no yeah. pun intended. Um, anything else? I, I did want to talk uh, just very briefly about the music. I didn't know that Carpenter didn't compose the music for this. It sounds like John you know, Carpenter's I, yeah, music. I always assume that he did. I, I assume did he does on any Carpenter movie that I That's see. That's what I thought too. And it was, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, hopefully I don't butcher his name. Anino Marconi? Marconi? Sounds Italian. And yeah, Anino Anino Marconi. I'm probably saying that wrong. What's funny is it sounds like Carpenter, and yeah. I'm sure Carpenter probably had a little bit of a say. People shit all over this music. Now, I have a point. <laughs> I thought the music was fantastic. Set the tone. Yeah. It's that, you know, like I was saying, it's it it just it immediately feels like nothing good is gonna come of this. Like it's inevitable that 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 there's gonna be tragedy and no one's gonna survive. I think it does its that, job. I, it does its job. What's funny is they crap on this music, right? Then in 2015, when Quentin Tarantino was doing the Hateful Eight, the unused music for the thing was used in the Hateful Eight. Really? And it won an Oscar. So no tell shit. me, tell me how in 1982 people shit all over this mu- this music. And then how many years later, the unused music wins an Oscar? Listen, really fucking people? I mean, in 1982, I, people shit all, all over the film as a whole. And now yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest it, it is. sci-fi it is. horror movies of all time. So yeah. again, it goes back to context. You know, you put that movie in that, that soundtrack in the context of the film at the time, and it was rejected. The whole movie was rejected by society as a whole, but you recant, you know, you recontextualize the music in a different setting and it can be brilliant. Yeah. 
I thought but it was it's brilliant all, anyways, you know, but it's yeah. N- nothing's objective. This is all subjective. It is. So. I just wanted a bitch for a second. I just was like, really? You know, how does it? Uh, anyways, um, I guess that's it, man. But yeah, I didn't Anything have any else? strong feelings about the uh, the soundtrack. I thought it I, did its job. I thought it did, too. Like, it 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 worked for me. Yeah. It, it You know, um, I guess that's it, man. Any uh, really before I uh, before I we, we, we call it quits. Uh you want to uh, talk about the band at all? Oh, sure. Uh, hey, yeah. By the way, I'm in a band called Lesser <laughs> Sons. Everybody check us out uh, on YouTube or Spotify. Um, I don't know when this is actually going to air, but we've got a show at the Colonial Theater. Um, and that is on February 18th with Black Crosses. Uh, so come check us out on February 18th at the Cafe Colonial. Um, Instagram, Lesser Sons Band. Lesser Sons Band, Instagram. And, um, Poindexter Jake. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think your Instagram, I know. Uh, it might be Poindexter Jake. I think it's Poindexter Jake on Instagram. Um, But check, yeah. And check. we also have a Facebook page, Lesser Sons Band. And the Band. EP is Welcome Home, right? Uh, the EP, that's what we roughly call it. Call it doesn't it, yeah. have a name, but we've got a five-song EP out on uh, Spotify. And we are just getting started to record a new uh, oh. a new EP that oh, hopefully nice. will be out sometime this summer. Nice, man. Well, check yeah, check them out. Um, and uh, thanks again for coming on out, man. It's always a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Everyone, uh, like I said, we'll talk at you later. You listened all the way to the end. We appreciate that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Ear for Fear Podcast, Twitter at Ear for Fear, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Ear for Fear Podcast. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There we list news and events. We're available on all the main platforms, so make sure you tell a friend. We hope you come back and get an earful.